0: Welcome to Bayside Stations, where we talk of stories that feature culture, food, music, wildlife, discovery, and much, much more. Enjoy the episode. In this episode, we're meeting Mr. M to learn about an experience that he had, a personal experience that he had with a world-renowned music maestro. So let's welcome Mr. M to the show and hear more from him. Welcome, sir.
1: Thanks, Ranga, sir. Uh, I think this is an interesting occasion to talk about a uh, music maestro of the level of Ustad Amjad Ali Khan, sir.
0: And um, tell us, Ustad Amjad Ali Khan um, is a Sarod, right? Is a Sarod uh, vadakora Sarod player? Yeah, no, Sarod player. Yeah, player. After right. very...
1: Important lineage, you know, from his, uh, from lineage from his father, himself, uh, they are all from Rampur, gharana And also he calls himself with a surname called Bangash, which has mm-hmm. some origin points from Afghanistan, actually. So, I see. Uh, of course, he, he sort of reiterates that he comes from that lineage, actually. Mm-hmm. So you'll find his, uh, his sons will always call them, themselves as Bangash at the end, actually. I see uh, the surname. What do you call it, the last name? As it's supposed to be
0: highly musical, uh, you know, heritage from Afghanistan. So tell us yes. about this experience. Where you met him, and you know, um, how did this whole meeting, or you know, your or your frequent meetings with him, come about? In
1: 1972, there was a 25th uh, year of independence commemorative concerts of both Karnataka and Hindustani music. Mm-hmm. It was held in Red Fort, actually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, during that time, my, um, my uncle uh, is a slightly close, uh, you know, classmate of one, Umayal Baram actually. He's a very famous uh, mridangam player. And uh, he was invited to somebody's house to listen to N. Ramani's concert you know, Baitak. Okay. Baitak means a house concert. And Ramani is a flutist mm. of very high level of Karnataka music. So since shivaraman asked my uncle to come, my Chitapa to come, he went actually. I didn't go. <laughs> I, means I I didn't go. And uh, he went and met Ramani. On that concert of a house concert, my Chitappa he saw Amjadalika Khan also attending the concert of N Ramani.
0: Okay, in that house.
1: In that house, in Delhi only. This happened in Delhi. So he just my Chitappa has a peculiar method of managing to talk with people. Actually, whatever talk he had, then he found out that he stays in Delhi only. I didn't even knew that he was, he was in Delhi. You know, then I had a peculiar feeling. Why don't I go and meet him personally?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Of course, at that time my Chitappa never discussed about me. He simply said we are all love. We love music. That's about. And then uh, the small information of Hustaji being in Delhi uh, triggered me to trace his address. Mm -hmm. I simply used the directory, telephone directory, and uh, I came to know its address in uh, defense colony. At that time, he was to stay in defense colony in 1972. So, after one or two attempts, you know, I managed to find his house. Mm -hmm. A118, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I managed to find his house. But at uh, that time when I went, he was not there. Perhaps he's gone to some concerts or something like that.
0: And where were you living at that time in Delhi? Which area at the happened? time
1: I was staying in Lodhi Road in Delhi, which is not very far from Defense Colony at the time. Okay. Actually, I can walk it across I take a uh, one small bus ride to reach there. But most of the times I used to walk. I after several attempts, something like a sea attempt, you know, we keep doing <laughs> for failing. And then <laughs> after some number of failures, somehow the <laughs> Mother Nature decides Bhagakarita. Ya, Something like that, I got a chance to meet him after several attempts actually, maybe six, seven attempts before I mm-hmm. met him. In the afternoon, I had gone there to his house. I found his, the sound of his practicing sarod came across. Right. So I was standing outside. I didn't want to disturb him by, you know, by knocking the door or a you know, bell. I didn't want to ring the bell. Mm-hmm. So I just waited outside. Suddenly something happened. His, uh, some tabla player came out mm. and uh, he asked me, who are you? this is a very peculiar question when you okay. <laughs> who are you has a, a lot of uh, intonations you know generally it is referred when you come to a musician's house when somebody says who are you you are supposed to say are you from any lineage of music lineage or something like that are you from bhagavata lineage or maybe from some um, something something related to music right uh, but, but then I, I would simply say i am mohan doesn't make any <laughs> that sense basically but then I told him honestly. I said, "I'm Mohan. I'm from no lineage." So then he went inside and told somebody called Mohan. Uh, I have no idea. He's not from any He just wants to see you. That's so He asked me to come inside for mm. well, the first time. I saw Avsaji oh, in, 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 in his house. You know, this time, after several attempts, he made me sit down, and he quietly started playing where he was where he was played. You know, he was playing some music with that same person, you know, who was on the tabla actually, the person who came out to meet me as a tabla. So he was playing. I enjoyed the music. I just closed my eyes and enjoyed the music. Maybe after 20 minutes, uh, he said, uh, he asked me about what is the reason of my coming and all. Then I told him, I I, I came to know that you are from Delhi only. You stay in Delhi only. So I managed to get the address. And I want, after several attempts, I managed to meet you. He was quite happy with the whole thing. He smiled at me and then, uh, then he said, whenever you want, you can come and see me. That's what he was an uh, open invitation to come to his house. He gave. Then what I did, uh, I just pronounced him and walked off. You know, see, normally we know when to close and when to continue. So that's the first meeting I had. It all happened in maybe in April or May um, 1972.
0: Yeah, those were different times, sir. Uh, I I don't know if you can do that today because, you know, there are a lot of concerns of privacy and, you know, yeah, you even got an open invitation to visit him whenever you like. So, that's uh, well, very nice to I know. was
1: a very lucky. Yes, yes, He was kind enough to sort of to allow me to come. Then I used to continue visiting him. The sense continuously visit him. Then he uh, know, Then he came to know about me, about who, was, uh, who am I, and all that. Uh, when he came to know, I'm a Tamilian, you know, the Tamil uh, speaking person. And then uh, over several meetings, maybe 10, 15 times, I must have gone at that time. Then he asked me more. Hey, you are. A, why don't you get me some idlis, you know, idlis in sambar? Then I was very happy. At least he asked for that. Then the next day, I my mother prepared some idlis in sambar. I went and handed it over to him. He was very happy. Then, uh, like this, this, this particular type of request uh, was done several times. You know, one of these incidences of this request is what I'm trying to say today, actually. Okay. One uh, day asked me, Maun, I got the Italy for my mother. Ka. Ay, bar leke then I told my mother, I got the Italy in samba the next day in a tiffin box or whatever it is. Yeah. As soon as I reached his house, he simply took the least and he put it in his own utensil yeah. and he cleaned it up and said, Maun, you please uh, take it back. Oh. So uh, I, I, I picked it up in my bag and then uh, then he asked me, uh, please go now. Hmm. I have to do reas. Hmm. I didn't understand what is he trying to say. I always yeah, heard him so many times. You know, so many times I have heard him sitting and playing. He used to allow me to sit. But even for one or two hours also, he's allowed me to sit and hear his uh, playing actually. Then he says to go. I was a bit surprised. I was a bit disappointed also because uh, maybe we came with some expectations that we can meet him <laughs> and maybe we to him for some time.
0: And he was asking uh, you to he, leave.
1: Asking me to leave uh, lead immediately. It, which is very, very courteous, otherwise, you know. So to say to go away, I was not uh, very <laughs> it was a bit of a surprise. Then he asked me, uh, in Hindi I still remember, he asked me, abhi mujhe karna hai. Keh rao, aap ge, the better. Hai. Me, hesitant in a sense, I was I was reluctant to move. I said, Riaz is what? Yeah, they're going to play, that's all. Mm. <laughs> For me, um, I can always sit and listen to the Riyas also. Huh? I don't know what is the Riyas is. I'll be honest with you. That's what I'm mm. doing. Quietly, he accepted my reluctance or whatever it is. And seated, saying that, Okay, Mohan, then Lena. Then nothing I can do. I'm mean, Lena was a bit shocked. Lena means, you know. <laughs> you yeah,
0: Bhugat is like, you know, uh, he's saying, okay. You just bear it, you know, our... A grin and bear it, sort of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. that is yeah.
1: Now, Ranga this is a very peculiar uh, thing I want to share. He just sat uh, down for a minute. He tuned his Sarodhan ball. It takes a bit of time. Sometimes it, it happens immediately. Sometimes it takes a bit of time. And he started one, uh, what we call it as palat in Hindustani music. You know, palat is nothing but a... Some elaborate, uh, you know, movements up and down in a, you know, in a raga pattern actually. Okay. Uh, a method of uh, moving up and down in the scales. It's a, more of a scale movement than a raga movement actually, but using the notes of the raga. Uh, so this is in, as far as I know, I remember it was an Yemen only. Yemen means there's a raga in Hindustani music, somewhat akin to Kalyani in uh, Karnataka. Mm-hmm. And he started playing. And a particular tempo, the whole thing was in a particular tempo. Uh, initially, uh, the palette was, palette means the entire sequence of movement. It, it, was, it was moving in the in his hand was moving in all the four strings of sarvodha, yeah. actually. So I was listening to it. Initially, I was thoroughly enjoying it. First, one palette was over. One time, it was one repetition was over. Second repetition was over. Third repetition was over. Then I... <laughs> started a bit restless. Even then the, that I didn't feel bad about it. Mm. You know, the, something very important is the right hand of the sarod did not change even the slightest of, you know, thickness or thinness. You know, it has the same stroke, same loudness, the same methodology, same bone. It was nothing different. It was the same. And the movement on the left also did not shift. And the same tempo was maintained. And and there was nothing to say, There is any emotions in the entire, uh, you know, the pellets, actually. As it was going on, Randa, after five minutes, three minutes or two minutes, I lost my patience completely. It was very difficult for me to stay back. But I continued to, you know, stoically bear the whole thing, actually. It went on and on and on and on. I still remember it was more than 20 minutes. Mustaji went up and down the scale of that, uh, whatever
0: the pellet that he was playing. So, so you're saying basically it's the same pattern or it's the same, you know, music pattern repeated over and over again. You know, so what you hear is exactly the same tempo, the same loudness, the same pattern just comes at you repeatedly. Repeatedly, same thing.
1: You, are, you No change at all. Absolutely no change. In spite of my own perceptions, I didn't find any change. In the movement, or the uh, or the rhythmic patterns, or the pattern of the uh, approach to the Swara, anything for that mm. everything was mm. Absolutely, for twenty minutes it went on and on. Uh, then I got exasperated to the core. I was hoping for a relief, you know. I <laughs> hoping for a relief. No, I, I just want to know
0: why do you think you were so exasperated? Like, in, you know, you are a music lover. You, you, in your family, everybody enjoys music. You. So, why did this uh, sort of impact you so much?
1: See, This is the most interesting point about this is, this is an unemotional rendering. There is absolutely no feel in this pellets at all. Uh, the, mm-hmm. I will explain you uh, once we complete the story, the, uh, the logic of the whole thing is, mm-hmm. which I learned later on from uh, Ustaz Amderli Khan actually. Mm-hmm. The point here is that he has to play like that, so that it becomes like a part of his uh, being. You know, when he touches the sarod, uh, the, the movement becomes extremely easy without any. Then he can put his emotions on that particular point. Mm-hmm. So, if he puts emotions at the, uh, at the initially, it always will create a obstruction for each other playing actually. You know?
0: mm-hmm. So,
1: this is how they react. This is called uh, somewhat similar to what we in South we call it as asurasadham and uh, this, i'll explain it in more detail once i uh, this is over After 20 minutes <laughs> i was absolutely exasperated i was somehow contained you know because in presence of such a master you know you don't feel like getting up or you don't feel like shifting your you know uh, positions and things like that and suddenly what i did <laughs> he just hit the string twice i still remember one time you know normal patterns he just shifted it something he did which shifted from the whole, uh, the atmosphere of changed instantly. Okay, and he stopped playing. <clears throat> an immediate relief. I could sense an overwhelming um, relief at that point of time, and he just mm. uh, did twice, uh, twice, you know, just to change the pattern, or the entire uh, the pattern was changed mm. peculiarly on at that particular moment. Mm. that is the time I realized the power of what he was trying to do. I didn't still understand, to be honest with you. And uh, it put a great relief came out to me. I smiled. Yeah. I still remember. Then he also smiled and said, Bogatliana, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> se. Then, even then, the import of it, it took me some time to comprehend, I'll be honest. Then I said, Acha of ji, nikal You know what he said? tu too bad. I was very much worried. <laughs> I don't want to have another experience like that, actually. <laughs> then he must have relented, you know, he said, Okay. You know, he played a bit of Yemen, about 15 minutes of uh, the same raga. After 15 minutes, he said, Mohan, ja, abhi mara riyas mm-hmm. That is the time I realized what is Raya's is all about. You know, these people uh, make it as a. Because to. Then I'll just explain. So I just pranamed him and I left actually. Mm-hmm. And then um, later on, once he told me about this. You see, on that day you came, this is how we have to do the Raya's. We don't want any disturbance during the Raya's. The reason is all these palettes are very, very difficult to play. Mm. Uh, What happens is if I, it's relentlessly, if I don't do it, uh, I I will be feeling a little bit of a block in my mind when I attempt this palette in a concert or in my real, you know, when Mm. I want to create a melody. I may at that point of time uh, be afraid and the flow may not come. And another important reason is, now, I played almost without an emotion. You see that there's no change in this. I don't show any emotions in this. It's a completely stoic sort of a palette section. Because at that time, what is required a minimum or a maximum emotions when we play, really, that comes from our heart. And automatically, our hand moves beautifully in that. I won't be blocked by my lack of riyas in these uh, palettes, you know, this sort of a variations, actually. So we have
0: to train ourselves in both the ways. That is, you know, with with emotions, without emotions. That's very beautiful. Uh, To to me, it sounds almost like, you know, like it's like a brute force training of your, you know, let's say of your hands that you're using for the instrument. It's almost like you're making it into a muscle memory or a body memory so that, you know, know, it just comes without any uh, extra effort. It's
1: like a a training, you know, like you do... Gymnastic training or something, you know, you have to yeah. be at it for a long period of time with full concentration. And the gymnast, the trainer will not like you to change any stance or methodologies or something like that. It, he gives you through that basic motions continuously. Also, the badminton and all that, they have to relentlessly practice a shot. You know, trainer will be constantly at you, backhand, lob or something, whatever it is, he'll keep on making you practice so that it falls at a particular point, a particular point in the court, right? so like that it is a continued practice at that point of time you have to keep doing it so that when the actual situation comes you you may, you you know swing in with such ease and it perfectly matches with that particular uh, plan of action something similar is the uh, thing here where we have to relentlessly practice and then yeah. the emotions can come at a later stage you know and initially we have to do it but Interesting thing is he was already an extraordinary, uh, you know, renowned musician at the time in 1972. Uh, but to it's a, it's it says a very high uh, level of reverence uh, of him towards his towards his practice. You know, maybe he was performing at that time already at a very high level. You know, he performed in all major uh, you know music centers. He was well regarded. Uh, music critics uh, sort of loved him. People also liked him a lot. So you really realize he wants to improve more. That is a very
0: Great, uh, you know, feeling you come across. Uh, Sort of, this is what you learn from him. You know. Yeah, I I guess it also speaks to the, you know, though we can say it's a cliche, like practice makes it perfect. You know. So I mean, that's the value. Like, you know, he's uh, even though he's uh, probably a renowned expert, he still does his rias very, um, you know, very properly, so that he keeps uh, the skill level up.
1: But the learning experience of this is to know how much to focus on the Rayas, you know, something it's like almost like a meditation. You'll have to do the even the breath has to go come you know come up and down correctly. If the breath is so false, that Rayas cannot take place. That's what I want to do, I'll tell you actually.
0: I was about to say that. Right? To me, it also sounded like it's like a mantra sadhana, right? You know, you a yes, mantra exactly. is also something that you repeat, repeat, repeat. Your mind is engaged, your breath okay, is engaged, repeating. and you keep repeating, keep repeating almost to the point that it becomes like a you know like a muscle memory part of you. something that is so part of mm-hmm. you
1: he showed me at that time what is really a Riyaj is all about you know? how much mm. how much amount of effort it takes place how much more, you cannot be deviating from that main purpose at any point you know, so many things are there tone the laya the rhythm the surastana and then the movement you know you are working in several dimensions there you know
0: right. all in one correct
1: that is what uh, it's
0: about. Well, that's fascinating to hear, sir. And I think it was a very nice anecdote that you gave us a glimpse into, uh, you know, one of the world-renowned musicians, Ustad Damjadari Khan. Though it's a very personal experience for you, uh, I thank you for sharing it with us. And also sort of drives home the importance of how important practices, or or as we call it, Riyaz is. And uh, that is really what makes you know performances come alive so there's there's a lot of hard work there's a lot of training Mm -hmm. and and the thought process going behind the scenes which really Mm -hmm. leads to the sort of the world-class performance when on stage so thank you so much again Uh, i hope our listeners Mm -hmm. enjoyed this uh, Mm -hmm. and um, they will come to their own understanding and learnings uh, from it so thank you mr thank you very much
1: thank you